This is a Federal News Network podcast. States are constantly vying to bring home new federal dollars. Now the Defense Department and the National Governors Association are teaming up to help state and local leadership to play up their strengths to bring projects their way. The two-year program will produce workshops and seven written reports for governors to use. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni spoke about the program with NGA's program director, Amanda Winters. This new program is the state's role in national defense, which is a pretty broad title. We were actually in conversations with the Department of Defense Office of Economic Adjustment about their defense spending by state reports. So um, they brought this to some governors to illustrate the economic impact of uh, defense spending within their states. And governors, as per usual, said, this is great, we love this data, but now how do we put this into action? What do we do with this? And uh, how can we better support our defense communities and supply chains? And, um, and so we were able to jump in with OEA and help think about a project that could focus on the ways in which governors can utilize data and resources to strengthen the state and federal connection um, as we work together to uh, support defense communities and installations. So this project goes over a couple years and, of course, has had some shifts due to COVID. No big surprise there, but is still focused on engaging diverse state policymaker policy areas in order to better connect, align, and support between the state and federal government connections to defense installations and communities. And before we dive into that, as far as the report from the Office of Economic Adjustment, do you happen to have any of the numbers just to, to give people an idea of the the size of uh, the Defense Department's impact on the United States and each individual state? It's billions of dollars, no big surprise. The defense spending by state report really looks at not only personnel spending, but also contractual spending in each state. So they provide ranking of the states in these different ranges. So you can look and see which ones are higher on the list and you know which ones are um, don't have as much impact. Doesn't mean you can't, still can't have a lot of significant work that can be done, even if the numbers don't look the same. We see a lot of impact in Virginia and Texas, and where we see those, some of those large installations. Um, in the top 10 of states by defense personnel spending, number one is Virginia with $18 billion of personnel spending. Number one in defense contract spending is California, with $42.5 billion. And this is in the most recent FY 2018 report put out by OEA this summer. You were talking about how you wanted to increase these connections and ways that uh, states can use the defense industry and defense department to sort of their advantage and, and helping with the, the economic stimulus of things and, and vice versa. Can you explain a real life example of how you can better these connections? One of the examples that we were looking at as we were pulling together this plan was one that was unique but has been lauded a bit in defense uh, circles, which is North Dakota. Uh, they rank 44th in overall defense spending, but they were still able to do some innovative work in order to make some great state and federal connections that meet with the defense 
uh, priorities, but also strengthen regional economies. And that's focused around the Grand Forks Air Force Base, and it's um, around unmanned aircraft. So if you look at the example in that area, which is right outside Fargo, there was really a concerted connection between the regional economy around supply chain for unmanned aircraft and also with educational opportunities uh, that are very unique um, through the university system there. Um, and the state provided incentives and support and communication and alignment in order to better serve a defense priority while really staking out a claim for an area, a, a region that didn't have huge numbers as far as this defense spending, but their defense installation was important to their community. And so they figured out what they needed to do strategically to meet a need to support um, maintaining that installation within their region. So uh, we're looking at examples like that where governors can invest and support and align in order to better understand the needs of the Department of Defense and also to understand what resources they have in their community in order that they can craft unique responses and be able to uh, support their regional economies and families and supply chains at the same time as contributing to the national defense mission. The military-industrial complex can sometimes be a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy in the sense of you know, continuing to build maybe weapons that aren't necessarily needed or continuing with maybe wasteful programs for the, the point of getting jobs, for bringing money into certain economic regions. Do you have any concerns about governors maybe trying to bring too much defense money into areas without bringing money in in different areas, like through grants, considering the United States only has so much money it can spend each year. Yeah, definitely. And I, I, I certainly can't, that's cross-cutting across a lot of issues right now, is that forward, that need for forward-looking innovation. I mean, certainly right now with the unemployment crisis, governors are thinking about what are future-focused jobs? What are the future-focused industries that we need to attract to our state? What are the skills needed in K-12 systems to prepare students for the future? So we really don't have, uh, at least from the governor perspective, a lot of challenges in thinking about the future. Of course, there is always the, you know, the low-hanging fruit of monies that might be available um, for systems that might not be sustainable. Um, that's certainly going to be an issue, I'm sure, for some states. Um, but I think almost every governor is thinking about what's next and building um, resources across their workforce, not just defense, that are more uh, focused on the future. They're more focused on technology integration. They're more focused on skills needed for the 21st century economy. So I certainly can see how we will battle a little bit against things that are ongoing. I mean, you get that in workforce training and education systems as well, where you keep putting money towards some stuff that really isn't going to lead into the future workforce. We're used to having those conversations. Governors are extremely open to them. So I think we'll just have to be mindful of, um, of the types of resources that we focus on and the types of opportunities that maybe we help governors think about as they're looking at workforce development 
and industry pipeline and supply chain development within their state. Amanda Winters, Program Director at the National Governors Association, speaking with Federal News Network's Scott Massioni. Scott's got a story at federalnewsnetwork.com. As we continue to face COVID-19, we're now facing flu season. Influenza has the potential to infect millions, putting lives and the healthcare system at risk. Now more than ever, it's essential to protect yourself from influenza by getting the flu vaccine. The flu vaccine is safe and effective and can't give you the flu. To protect yourself and those at highest risk, get your flu vaccine. Learn more at michigan.gov flu. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.